Hello and welcome to Man Up University podcast. We are continuing in on our series for the commands of Christ. For today's lesson, we will be going through Matthew 7:12. It says, "So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you." For this sums up the law and the prophets. All right. That's it. That's the end of the podcast. That's all you need. That's interesting, isn't that? So simple. So simple. What's otherwise known as the golden rule sums it up in that verse. So when everything do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. So let me ask you guys something. Do you guys feel that way? Do you guys act that way to say people you care about? If we were in a classroom setting, I would assume that a majority of the hands would be raised at this moment. Because I think most of us do do that to individuals that we care about. But what about those that we're not big fans of? Maybe acquaintances or family members that we're just not really close with. What about them? Once again, if we were in a classroom setting, then maybe a couple of hands would still be going up. But how about those that that actually hurt us? Do we do we do unto others the way that we would have them do to you or do we respond in kind according to the way they treat us? And at this moment in time, we would probably be looking around the room, myself included, and we probably wouldn't see any hands up. So what is it about ourselves that does not allow us to do unto others the way that we would have them do unto us? Is it our reactionary nature? Is it the way that we were raised? I mean, you want to go to psychiatry and, and you know, childhood, and essentially that's the beginning of everything because that's how we get pre-programmed with our specific responses. We get our defense mechanisms built up so when something hurts us, it gets placed in our heart that this is how we're going to react to it. And it's a pre-programmed response. So as you grow up, if you ever think about when we were younger, uh, if somebody did something to us, even as a little child, if somebody were to smack us, the first response from the child would be to smack them back or just cry about it. So there was always a, a reaction, whether it was positive or negative, there was always a reaction. So, so the thing that I, I, I'd like to point out is that there's, there's two sections in our minds, obviously. We have the the conscious and we have the subconscious and the subconscious is filled with all the things that we have already been pre-programmed with due to our upbringing due to our experiences due to the things that we've come to our own conclusions on this is where most of our judgments lie oh this type of person looking like this acting like this is this type of person that's right there in the subconscious when we drive that's a perfect example of autopilot subconsciousness we're not actively thinking about it but that crew that crew behind us is actively underneath that it's the one who got who has our back they're the ones who is doing that and 
The reason why I'm mentioning this is because I know, even for myself, that the pre-programmed responses that were built up through me, through this world, were negative. They were not the right way of doing it. And I know as God is trying to work through us and out from us, He's trying to pull those things out of us to not respond in kind to what others do unto us. When they do something that could be harmful, it's not something that we're supposed to get back at them. How are we supposed to respond to things? Well, it says it right there, Matthew 7, 12. So in everything, not, not just you know the things that you want to do or the things I want to do, or partially, or half the time, or Monday through Friday, or just on the weekends. No, in, in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. And so let's look at it this way. If, if we're looking at, we want to treat others the way we want to be treated, I would assume that when we make a mistake and we accidentally hurt somebody, I would assume that we would want or desire compassion and forgiveness from that other individual. That's what we would expect from others, wouldn't it? Now, that's accidental pain. What about intentional pain? If somebody intentionally causes you pain, well, guess what? That's the same thing. Because you need to know exactly what compassion is all about. Compassion is going to the root of what the actual issue is. And that inside that person, they have that pre-programmed response to a stimulus that caused them to take that action upon you. And without recognizing what that is, you're going to think, oh, well, this person is just actively trying to be mean. He's just trying to be harmful. But what about those times when we are deceived? And all of us have been deceived. All of us. Some are still being deceived. Some are deceived in certain areas. Some are have their, their uh, covering over their eyes. Some have the scales on their eyes, but some don't. And when you're being deceived, you don't know you're being deceived. That's the whole point of deception is that you don't know anything about it. And because of that fact, that's why things can be done in that way that could be harmful to another person. So I'm talking about them doing the action to you. If they're doing the thing that is painful to you, it's our responsibility to live as Christ did in the sense of understanding the vulnerability, understanding their pain to see why is this happening and not getting emotionally overboard or overwhelmed by the fact that what they're doing is causing you grief. Because like I said, if it was you on the other side, and you were, you were being deceived, and you were taking the steps that were hurting somebody else, but it wasn't doing it intentionally, you just didn't know about it. When you finally became aware of the things that were going on in your life, when you finally became aware of, of the, the blindness you were to specific circumstances and specific traits that you had within yourself, when you finally become aware and you go and you see the destruction and damage that you caused looking backwards, you would hope that as you would get down on your knees to, to ask for forgiveness from that person, that they would look upon you with compassion and forgiveness and if that's what we expect of others to do for us when we make our mistakes because we are not perfect none of us are we are not perfect we make our mistakes some more than others but we all make mistakes none of us is perfect 
We all fall under that line. But I would love to, to think that in that situation, the right choice here in, in doing unto others is to be able to have compassion upon them and forgive them. Because that's what God would want you to do. Now, there are many other applications. I mean, everything covers a huge gamut of items because it's everything. We can go into specifics. We, we, can, we can honestly, this is probably one of the shortest verses that we're probably going to have. But this might take the longest in terms of time because it could cover so much. But I, I just want to keep it brief and, and just stay focused on the, the more simple things. But that was one thing that I wanted to say with regards to having compassion and, and having forgiveness and, and, and looking upon others in that way because we want to do unto others. In respect to the other things and, and just overall treatment, just an overall kindness and, and love. I mean, we've already gone through, um, uh, there's the command from Christ for, for loving your neighbor. We're called to love our neighbor. What about loving our enemies? We're supposed to love our enemies too, right? And we have to do that by how? How, how do we love? What, actually, what is love? What is love? Is love what society and culture has pre-programmed us to have a response to? What is love? Oh, well, love is, is it sexual? Is it, is it touch, feel? Okay, we want to go to the five love languages. If we want to go to that, you know, touch, feel, you know, acts of service, th those types of things. But what, 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 truly, what is it? That's a communication, by the way. The, those love languages are communications of love. But what is love? The easiest way to look at it, and we look at it from this standpoint, is God is love. Because it says it in his word. He is love. He is love. And he really went to the point in 1 Corinthians 13, and he's talking about love is patient, love is kind. Love is not self-seeking, love does not boast. He really went to it. When you get the opportunity, I would love for you to, to reread that 1 Corinthians 13 and, and just really meditate upon that. To have a true understanding of, of what true love really is that comes from the Father that, that He's been trying to show to us all this time. And then apply it to what the world says what love is. Love is getting everything that you want. If I don't get everything that I want, then that person doesn't love me. Wait, what? Does, does that say that in the Bible? Is that biblical? Mm, I don't think so. Did God give his children, the, the children of Israel, everything that they wanted? No. No. He made them go through steps. He made them go through things to be able to recognize him and grow closer to him. He put them in tough situations. He didn't make it easy for it. It wasn't like, oh, this is the easiest thing ever. No, but he was blessing them along the way. He knew the exact outcome he had planned for their lives, all of them. For the whole nation as a whole, he knew exactly where he was taking them. And he was taking them all along those stories in the Old Testament. He was taking them all along the way just to get them to the point of where Jesus made salvation. All that, all that. But when you look back at all those stories, you truly understand the character of God and what he brings. You truly understand what, what he has for us, what he has in mind for us, because we able to relate that to our own situations within our lives and when we start to look at those things we start to identify the character of God we recognize that he's faithful he's loving and he he wants us with him 
I mean, if you want to sum it up, he wants us with him. He wants that relationship with us. But we can't have a relationship if we're not spending time with him, can we? No. In order to have an understanding of what that love is, we have to really, really know what it, love is. We really have to identify and define it. And it, it does no better than, than 1 Corinthians 13 in the words, but by action, Christ's action is on the cross. I mean, he gave himself up for everybody, even the ones who were killing him. Everybody. Every single type of person, Jesus gave himself up for. Now that is the action of love. That's why Jesus told us to pick up our cross and follow him. Why would he say that? Why would he say pick up, pick up his cross? That sounds pretty painful. It sounds pretty tough. And it is tough when we're trying to crucify ourselves, to deny ourselves, to get out of our own way. And a lot of times we can't get out of our own way because we're too busy focused on ourselves. And that's why this command, do unto others, is so important to keep that perspective, a healthy perspective of the interactions that we have with others. That's a healthy interaction. We should have healthy and, and awesome relationships with those individuals around us. We should be at a good, peaceful place. We're doing life with brothers and sisters around us that we can encourage and grow. That's so paramount. But if, if one person is being hurt by another person, how are you capable of growing? And if that person hurts you and you're hurting them back and then you guys are just a never-ending cycle of hurting back and forth? And that could be relationships between a man and a woman. It could be a relationship between a man and a man. It could be a relationship between a, a woman and a woman. It could be between family members. It could be between cousins and sisters and brothers. And you know, it can go on and on. And that only happens though when we don't have that understanding of what we're supposed to be doing and doing unto others. Because it makes it very simple. Yeah. I want this done to me, but I'm not willing to do it. I want to be forgiven but I'm not willing to forgive. Does that make sense? It doesn't. It doesn't. If we try to hold on to that, thinking that we can do that, and just, okay, I got an idea. You can do this. Well, I'm going to do this, but you should do that, but I'm not going to do that. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense at all. Who's going to listen to you? You have to walk the walk. You can't just talk the talk. Let your faith define your actions. Let your follow through, your consistency, your character, let that burn through. And even though it's difficult and hard, the Lord will bless you for it. And all these things that he has for you and for us, as we walk by faith, as we walk by his word, as we obey his commandments, he will pour out overwhelmingly the blessings that come from heaven 
The blessings that come from above will pour out upon us and we will feel the fulfillment despite the pain, despite the circumstances that we feel that we're focusing on at that moment in time. And we will have that growth. We will have that growth towards the Father, which is what He wants. The closer we are to Him, the more we feel His love, His radiance, His overwhelming and and, and just passion and compassion and love it it's just overwhelming when you experience the love of god in a position like that there is nothing like that not one thing in this world you can't compare it to any other type of experience because everything else pales in comparison everything and for that reason, as Jesus did for us, we follow him and do unto others what we would like to be done to ourselves. I just want to mention two more verses before we close out in prayer. James 2.14 What good is it, my brothers, if something, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds can such faith save him and we go to james 3:26 as the body without the spirit is dead so that faith without deeds is dead nobody wants to have dead faith nobody so remember this today. Remember doing unto others. Have that healthy perspective about how we should be approaching others in life. And maybe we don't have a complete understanding of every single commandment of, of what Christ gave to us. Or he don't, we don't remember every single parable or every single verse that might be applicable to our specific situation. But this guideline, everybody, nobody can have an excuse to not have this. Nobody. Because this is just a solid baseline to remember to have that healthy perspective. Do unto others as you would have me done unto you. So there's no excuse. If you want to be treated mean, then you're going to be treating mean. But you know that's not what you want. You want to be treated with kindness. You want to be treated with compassion. You want to be treated with love. So in saying that, do that unto others. So I'm going to go ahead and close this out in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to fellowship like this. Thank you for the opportunity to just think about you, to meditate upon you, to grow closer to you in spirituality and understanding. Thank you for the wisdom that you bestow upon us. Thank you for your guidance. And Lord, we, we pray today about a healthy perspective on life. We pray today about the subconscious nature of how we respond and how we react to things, Father. And I pray that right now, for everyone who's listening and myself included, if you will convict us right now and, and bring to light, bring the things that we have issues with, 
bubble them up to the surface, Father, so we can understand what are the what are some of the aspects in our lives where we can't do unto others. We we just can't. We have pain and suffering. Bring that up to us right now, Heavenly Father. Bring that to light. And as we bring that up to you, Heavenly Father, as we bring that awareness of that specific circumstance or, or, or action or problem or struggle, Father, we take it and we lay it down at your feet. And we surrender it to you, Father. And then we ask that you will start pouring into us your spirit. You will continue the work that you've already begun. You will continue to restore us and redeem us to the individuals that you had intended us to be in the beginning. May you continue that work. May you continue to provide that healing. May you continue to draw us closer to you so that way we might be your servants and love you wholeheartedly. We lift up everybody who's listening right now in prayer. We know they have certain issues. We know that they have certain needs. And Father God, I just want to ask that you meet them at their needs. You meet them exactly where they need you to be met, Heavenly Father. We ask these things in the precious name of your Son, in Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, guys, this is by far the longest podcast up to date and i'm actually trying to be conscientious about the time unfortunately it's continued to go a little bit further this was a pretty difficult one to be really short on because it just had so much information in such a small verse but for those who are listening i appreciate your support i appreciate what you're doing uh for more information on the men's ministry that we're trying to accomplish please take a look at uh, manupuniversity.org uh, on social media, we are available on Facebook at The Man Up University. We're also available on Twitter uh, at You Man Up You and on Instagram at Man underscore Up underscore University. So come on out and, and share, comment, like, email, message, call. Communicate with us in any way that you can. We'd appreciate it. We appreciate your support. And go out there and be a blessing today and do unto others as you would like to have done unto you.